Welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this is a weekly show that explores the intersection of security, technology, and humans. I spend 5 to 20 hours a week consuming books, articles, and podcasts, which I then turn into a concise 15 to 30-minute summary and analysis. There's a summary episode every week, as well as periodic standalone episodes that are either me sharing an idea on a topic or discussing one with a guest. The goal is twofold, to keep you up to date on the absolute latest in security and technology, and to explore ideas that hopefully give you something to think about. All right, welcome to episode 233. Starting off security news and coronavirus. Unemployment in the U.S. has just jumped from 3.5% to 4.4%, with over 7 million people now unemployed. And the Fed is now predicting the rate could rise as high as 32%. About 2 million guns have just been sold. People in the U.K. are attacking mobile phone towers because they believe coronavirus was caused by 5G. I'm guessing they wouldn't know which towers were 5G and which were not. YouTube will be removing 5G coronavirus-related conspiracy theories, and Facebook and Twitter have been more aggressive regarding COVID-19 myths and disinformation as well. Seems like they're stepping up because they know this could be a real problem. Germany is going to be providing antibody certificates as part of a strategy to allow safer people to re-enter society. I think this is probably going to be the model that everyone uses. And Palantir is providing coronavirus-related data processing for NHS. They'll be using their Foundry platform to provide fresh data on the number and type of beds that are available, waiting times, and things like that. Zoom has gone from 10 million to 200 million daily users in just a few weeks. That's 20x growth in less than a month. I'd expect that to bring increased scrutiny, but the PR response has been extraordinarily negative. The amount of hate that we've seen for the company and the media and the InfoSec community has been, in my opinion, unbelievable, to the point of me wondering if it's actually all organic or if it's somehow coordinated by competitors or other actors. My biggest issue is that this level of scrutiny is likely to show any similar product to have similar flaws. Maybe not as bad, or maybe worse, but definitely similar. And no, it doesn't matter if those other products have had security assessments, because Zoom has likely done hundreds or thousands of questionnaires and assessments in at least dozens of pen tests. And that didn't seem to help. To me, there are two situations that would make me seriously concerned. One, that Zoom knew they had serious problems and they didn't care at all, like Uber for Volns, basically. And two, that they had or still have some sort of backdoor relationship with China that gives them access to and or leverage over Zoom traffic. Anything other than those two, and I think we're dealing with volumes that are likely to exist in all its competitors as well. And the extra hype is coming from people having lots of time to drink lots of Haterade. So I'll be looking for signals of one of those two situations, either the we just don't care and we're selling everyone out as situation one, or we're in bed with China as situation two, as the story unfolds. So... If, if it's one of those two, I'm seriously worried. 
If it's not, then I think we just have people with way too much time on their hands and a lot of jealousy because someone just 20x'd their traffic in three weeks. And Cloudflare has launched two new public DNS services for blocking undesired content. So their 1.1.1.1 service continues to be their privacy-focused offering, which doesn't block anything. And now they've launched 1.1.1.2 that blocks malware and 1.1.1.3 that blocks both malware and adult content. I tried this a second ago and it didn't actually work, but I don't know. Not sure exactly what that is. Maybe it's a glitch. Maybe it hasn't kicked in yet. I don't know. Let me know if any of those work for you. Maybe I'm not going to the right sites. Anyway, over 200 CDNs and cloud providers have had their traffic routed through Russia as part of a BGP hijacking attack. Basically because now is a great time for Russia to do Russia things and also Israel. Massive academic study of over 12,000 Android apps has found serious security issues from multiple sources, including default installs, the Play Store, and multiple third-party stores. So Android app stores have security issues, is what I'm trying to say. Advisories. Two Firefox zero days. Breaches. Marriott. Again, 5.2 million customers. Did China just want an update on the data that they already had? Like, why go after the same stuff again? Curious. Technology news. Google is looking to use AI to fill in audio gaps during video calls. Google has compiled a massive amount of anonymized mobile location data from Android devices to show how people have stopped or not stopped moving during the lockdown. Got a video here on the Tesla ventilator. It's like basically a walkthrough of the prototype, which is pretty cool. We're starting to use AI to create and select perfumes. Twitch viewership rose 23% in March. And ESPN aired 12 hours of esports on Sunday. Human news. LeVar Burton will start reading live to people on Twitter this week. That is LeVar Burton, who is Jordy, and also from Reading Rainbow, which is the first place I saw him. Book sales in the UK have massively increased. Meanwhile, Germany just marked the first quarter with over 50% of its energy coming from renewables. I think the world's going to basically crash and burn, and Germany will be the last person standing. Which... They've been planning for some time, I imagine. Ideas, trends, and analysis. I created a six-minute video about meditation, which I think you should check out. Jean-Luc Picard is the captain we need right now. And video game usage has increased by 75% on Verizon networks. Updates. I finished watching Star Trek Picard and ended up watching a ton of other YouTube content on Picard and Patrick Stewart. I unfortunately see them as interchangeable. Almost, not quite. And in one Ready Room episode, which is Will Wheaton's show talking about the new Star Trek, he tells Stewart that Picard would not be what he is if 
Patrick Stewart weren't also exactly who he is. And Stewart kind of paused when he heard this, and he was, he like looked around like, did he really say what I think he said? I think it had an emotional effect on him. Definitely affected me. And I also think he was absolutely correct. I consider Picard to be a mentor of mine, even though, one, he's never mentored me, and two, he's not real. That, to me, though, doesn't really matter. The idea of relentlessly fighting to do the right thing and recognizing the expertise of those on your team when you're a leader, those are universals that have guided me since I was a kid. I think a lot of that came from my parents, but I think a lot came from Picard as well. And Stewart also said on that same show that uh, the world needs Star Trek right now. And I think he was definitely right about that as well. My girl and I went to uh, pick up some barbecue in Marin and had a pandemic. That shouldn't be a word. It's not a word. In my car in the parking lot, it was glorious. What I will take as positive from this experience is the gratitude forcing factor that it's providing. Sometimes the GFF is the death of a loved one. Sometimes it's a severe injury. In this case, it's a complete change to our way of life and kind of a restriction of that way of life. It's almost like um, a dopamine fast is really what it's kind of like. I never thought about that until just now. But I hope the sensation of it endures long after the disease has passed. I'm considering making the move from Adobe Premiere to Final Cut Pro, which is video editing stuff. But uh, the workflows and tools are far more different than I imagined they would be. I have a couple of video ideas I'm drafting up right now, in addition to the meditation one I just pushed. But uh, yeah, I'm going to try to create them in FCP. And if it goes well, I'll switch. And if not, I won't. But if you're into video editing, which do you prefer and why? And just let me know. Reach out to me. Kind of random, but I think I'm on the verge of becoming a serious fan of Gojira, which is a metal band out of France. Don't really bond with bands so much. I rarely even know who's in the band as far as the actual members. Definitely more concerned with the music itself and where it takes me. But in the case of Gojira, their lyrics somehow seem so personal that it makes me want to learn more about the band itself. So when they come back to town, can you imagine when people are touring again? There's actually raves and concerts and metal, and I'm just going to be soaking up life when it comes back. And I think so many people are feeling the same. And I'm around 40% of the way through Capital and Ideology, which is Piketty's latest book. But goodness, it is truly an effort. He's being so meticulous in his buildup for this book. And in the meantime, I'm learning so much about various things in history that I it's just more than I've ever learned from any other source, most notably American slavery. I could try to summarize what I've learned so far, but I want to hold off for the summary that I create after I'm done. I also can't wait to read other people's summaries because I'm sure I'm missing a lot. This book is, I think, uh, is it like 1,400 pages or like 2,400 pages? It's, it's a 48-hour read. And I think I already have it set to 2x. It's just an extraordinarily long book. 
Discovery, my friend Tanya Janka has just launched her new application security DevSecOps and cloud security learning platform. It's called shehackspurple.dev. Tanya is super knowledgeable and passionate about this stuff. You should definitely reach out to her on Twitter. Check out her site if you're looking for this type of thing. Highly recommended. Uh, next one here, layoffs.fyi, coronavirus layoffs tracker. The best online STEM resources, according to a veteran teacher. Writing briefly, this is by Paul Graham. Really, really good. Literally has always been figurative. Great little essay sent to me by my buddy Jason. Santa Clara County Health Dashboard, including available beds and respirators. My buddy Tom Nom Nom had a cool presentation on doing bug bounties with Bash at VersetCon this weekend. And my friend Dawn Isabel also presented at that same conference. And Rclone, sync files and directories to multiple cloud providers. This seems like the modern NAS, if you have enough bandwidth. And recommendations, you can help pay for meals for healthcare workers in New York City. And also check out John Krasinski's new YouTube show, Some Good News. And the aphorism for the week, in times of crisis, we must all decide again and again whom we love. In times of crisis, we must all decide again and again whom we love. Frank O'Hara. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. I believe ads are not just annoying, but that their incentive structure is toxic to the content creation process. So if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it directly for just $5 a month or $50 a year, which is two months for free. UL members get the newsletter each week instead of just twice a month. They get access to the archives. They get access to the UL Slack community, where we share ideas and links about the topics we discuss here in the podcast. They also get access to the UL Book Club, where we pick a book a month and talk about it live as a group. To become a member, just head over to danielmeesler.com slash subscribe. And thank you so much to everyone who's already a member. Each of you is helping support a model of content creation that we really need right now. And I appreciate you greatly. We'll see you next time.